0: Alright, we're live from the res here with Chance Perez. What's happening, my man?
1: Oh, nothing much, bro. How's it going, man?
0: It's been going good, man. You know, it has been good. Uh, for me, it was good Christmas, good New Year's, you know, bringing it in. And yeah, uh, yeah. weather was uh, chilling and all that kind of stuff. Been traveling a lot. And uh, that's what I've been doing. You, I see you guys, you've been traveling a lot, man.
1: Yeah. We're actually uh focusing on traveling and writing more this year. That's mainly with Warpath that he's referring to.
0: Yeah, boy, as Warpath. As if they don't know, you know. <laughs> Everybody you San Diego.
1: Warpath, warpathnation.com. Plugging it right now. We're supposed to do it to the end. I'm gonna do it again later, but right now, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing it right. Yeah, Warpath Nation, um it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's everywhere. I feel like if you're in the San Diego uh rock scene at any level whether it's metal whether anything right you're going to know where path nation i hear yeah, people yeah, all the time yeah. knowing it. it's
1: uh i mean even some friends that are brought to shows like in the early days when it was just like please just support my band I need to <laughs> sell <those> tickets man <laughs> it's just now they sell themselves in san diego which is great you know yeah. we, we got we got the best fans in the world man but like even then like back then a Get like a friend that like listen to nothing but like EDM or something, right? Uh-huh. They go to a show and just that feeling, you know, because it was pretty much like a tempo of like you know, just like a drum, just right, right, right. They'd just be like, "I'm so pumped, feeling <laughs> it." Yeah, they'd feel it.
0: I was trying to explain that to someone because like uh, with like mosh pits, for instance, you know, like trying to explain that people are like, well, I don't want to go in there, like people's trying to hit you or they're trying to this or that because they don't never been in it, they never they don't understand right. it. And I was trying to explain it to him for me um it seems like it's such an ultimate place of energy that's how i explain it through energy like everyone's got some kind of energy you know people have their own energy it has its own energy the music's giving energy and it's just like this big grind of energy and it's like you jump in you tap it you take you know you're you're going quick someone taps you you touch somebody and it's just like energy disbursement everywhere you're just just
1: bouncing it off once one another you know yeah nobody's really out to hurt anybody and anybody that is gets gets freaking they get everybody rocked. has yeah. their number right yeah. away they're, get, they're getting freaking smashed
0: they stand out like a thumb usually too there's always that guy that like walk around oh and yeah. something Every, and someone's gonna smash him yeah. Yeah. yeah and then when you get knocked down people pick you up you yeah. know what i mean and that's exactly. that's cool i but you know to me like i look at it and i think it's like um you know because people understand like why would they do that but i think it's like man it goes back to like probably our when we were like animals you know what i mean like it's got ancient roots of like where you just you let yourself go, you let your uh, the ego, the everything that's saving you go, and you just kind of like resort back to just energy, dude. You're just well, a yeah, human dude, being moving. There's
1: that too, and like, you know, everybody in their life's got like, just like shit that probably just builds up and yeah. stuff like that. Not necessarily releasing it as like anger, but just like as kind of like a vessel just to like, kind of just release those that kind of like, I don't know where it is, that, that tension. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you just like, boom, just hitting it right into somebody else. Like, boom, oh.
0: All right. (laughs) It's like when you jump in the water, you know, if you jump in the water and the waves are crashing, you're kind of getting around. And then it's like, you forget that all your stress, forget about your bills you gotta pay, forget about your, you know, whoever gave you drama or who's talking this or that. You forget about all that, you're just enjoying the wave. And even if you're getting smashed to the ground, you come out and you're like, ah, you feel good and then you're hungry. And then, like to me, like that's how I felt with that too. Like you're out there just running, you're feeling, you're really like feeling the music. And afterwards, you just feel really. Uh, for me, I feel hungry, but now I feel I feel just like almost replenished, you know. And yeah. it's just a, a time period where no matter what's going on in your life, you can just put it all aside and forget about it's it.
1: True in know? the moment type feeling. In the moment, great.
0: So uh, your war path, how did that all come together, man? I know you were instrumental in a lot of that stuff.
1: Right, right. So um, let's see, let's go like way back. First band I was in. It was actually put together by Dean.
0: That's right. We had Dean back here in the studio a while back. Right. Dean Osuna Syrez. Everyone so knows Dean.
1: That band was Fifty Cal. And okay. It was a metal band, and that's kind of like where I started out playing in in bands and like learning band etiquette on stage. Like Dean was like really instrumental in coaching me up like that. You mm-hmm. know, just just things that even adults that we play with these days just don't get. Like when your set is done, get yourself off the stage. The next band has to start. You pack it up later yeah you know don't take your sweet ass time like get it done yeah and uh so that's why we got that now and that's why i'm probably more professional today was those beginnings so after a while 50 cal stopped uh, i started playing in natural selection mm-hmm. uh, with, with dean and that was also instrumental in like me singing harmonies and me learning how to learn songs super fast and like all that other stuff so that. All built up to me wanting to play metal again because yeah. that that's that that's me. I love I love metal music. So,
0: what a great mentorship though with Dean because like totally you know one thing about it is that you're learning a professionalism you know and I imagine a lot of people get in there and they go right to rock star mentality like I'll do this I'll do that without thinking about the business side of it or without thinking about just the, hey let's take care of each other as and, as other bands and you without know?
1: having somebody to humble them every once in a yeah. while you know you get a lot of people that think. They're the best band in the world and will totally treat other people like shit. Yeah. And everything else like that, but, you know they suck and it's like who told you that you're so good man? Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely wouldn't be me the way you, you, treat, yeah. you know other bands but people,
0: even if a, you know. a band is that good or whatever when they treat people that way that's it that's what it's, from re- it, man. yeah that's what people remember so, exactly. they think back to the band and i ask you those guys man they were because i've met people that are in bands like fam you know that are out there and they're big names they're classics they're this and that and they just they uh they treat you some way like that yeah. like very non-human and you're just kind of like it ruins the music a little bit You know, I've met some people and and I don't want to throw no names out, but, you know, little meet and greets and stuff. And they're just kind of like, yeah, real shitty with you or real disrespectful. real. And it's just kind of like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of your music. I I took my night out to be here to, you know, I'm spending my money. I'm putting my energy. And it's like, you can't even just kind of be cool and be like, hey, you know, thanks. And instead, they're just like, you know, and it really does make you kind of have a bitter um, idea about them and their music.
1: That's that's a thing that we definitely, you know, keep in in mind, no matter how, how the show went. Because we definitely had some shows where the sound guy totally just, like, was terrible. Uh-huh. And we couldn't hear anything. People out there were saying that they couldn't hear anything. And we paid money to play these shows because we couldn't sell tickets because it was kind of, like, far away or something. You yeah. Know? But no matter no matter what, you know, people are giving you compliments after, people are coming up to you after, you be cool. You be real with them. And don't let that show, you know, affect how you, how you talk to these people that are coming up to you. Yeah. You know? And it's just all about respect and stuff like that. And that's cool.
0: I imagine you get a lot of that with like when you play Natural Selection too, because the the scene of Natural Selection, like that's a classic res band here in SoCal. So you know, if you've gone to um, any kind of res function the last, geez, at this point like twenty five years, you've probably seen uh, Natural Selection at at some stage of the game. You know, they're Mm -hmm. out there playing the CCRs. They're playing all those classic. You know, they're playing Domino and Brown Eyed Girl, and they're playing all the. The classic res jams, you know, Redbone—they're gonna pop that one out yeah. at midnight. Here comes Midnight Special, you know. Right, right. But at the same time, you're dealing with a lot of uh, res people, a lot of tribal people, and you can't be disrespectful. You go no, to people's reses, or else you're not. gonna be scrapping in the dust. You know, you're gonna be on the parking lot. So, and you don't want to bring that. You want to bring a vibe of everyone coming together. You want babies to be made, maybe. I don't know, but but it just seems like there's definitely a level of respect you get at those older shows like that. You got people's aunts and and parents there. You got the kids there. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. You get kind of a mix of the whole... Like, the whole res will show up to some of those groups, you know, to those those uh, concerts. And I don't know. I always see Natural Selection come out. Everyone's excited to hear it. Everyone wants to dance, you know. I'll take my lady out. We'll go dance. and We, we and, just yeah.
1: love playing music for, for other people to have a good time, you know.
0: Yeah. So you went playing to from uh, Natural Selection to uh, Warpath.
1: Yeah. Actually, Natural Selection to Malachi. Or oh, Malachi, was, then, then to Warpath. Then okay. to Warpath. But okay. I really wanted to play metal. And the, the funny thing is when I first joined Malachi... You know they hired me as, as as a guitar player, Okay. and I was finally able to like like they get like this riff and it was super like just like chords and stuff and I would throw something else on top of it because to add like my little like metal edge I guess and it wound up working out for for the most part. But then after that, you know, I finally was like, let's get this together. You know, I already had the name Warpath in my in my mind. I knew. I knew damn well there was other bands called Warpath, but I also know they haven't done anything for like ten years. Yeah. Except for the one in Germany, which I'm just gonna try to avoid them until we got enough, yeah. enough clout. But <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I'm sure they'll understand the historical significance
0: of saying we're Warpath, you know, as native peoples. You know, we're on yeah. a warpath. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of other words that are out there that people understand what that means, you know. Right, that is it. Right. A...
1: And that and totally just defines like, you know, who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. Man, this this music industry is tough man and it's it's been uh, a battle pretty much i mean it's still going it's gotten easier so far mm-hmm. uh, i'm sure on the next venture we're gonna hit a couple of those roadblocks and stuff like that but up to this point right now we're doing we're doing pretty good
0: yeah you guys got a lot of traction i mean just recently you guys were on stage rocking with drowning pool man tell us about that that was crazy Dude,
1: that was such a great show uh great turnout uh lots of lots of new heads even in san diego which was crazy You know, but everybody was there to go see Drowning Pool. And I'd say half the house was ours and half the house was, like, just Drowning Pool. Um, But the crazy thing was that after we were done with their set, I mean, our set, and during our set, you know, a couple of the guys would come out from, like, backstage and be like, you know, you guys are pretty freaking good. Yeah. We went ahead and covered Domination by Pantera. That, of course, got the whole place moshing and everything. Mm -hmm. Warmed it up nice for drowning pool but anyways after our set i was hanging out right drowning pool was playing you know they played a couple of the songs that i liked and then the couple that i really didn't know too well so that's when i went back to the bar and then uh actually went into the bathroom and during that when when as like as soon as i was in the bathroom i heard them starting bodies yeah. Let, and, yeah. Let the chonies hit the floor. Let the chonies <laughs> hit the floor. One, nothing running. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But they started it, right? And I'm like, I gotta get out, I gotta go yeah. see it, right? And I, as soon as I walk out of the bathroom, somebody's all like, Hey, your mom just like ran through here like a like a bulldozer <laughs> asking where you are. I'm like, What the hell did I do? You know, and then I walk into where the stage is. Yeah. And I see Dean up there on stage and I'm <laughs> all like, What? And I saw I the film of a rocking dude he was yeah. going yeah. for and it. it was go bad. Up, and then I go up there and then I get up on stage and then we're singing bodies with drowning pool. Yeah, man. And that's that's cool. a song that I've been, you know, singing in the car, singing in my room yeah. since like 2010. Like 10 years.
0: <laughs> you can take someone who knows nothing about metal, knows nothing about like even like hard rock or anything, and it's like you ask them their knowledge, their level of knowledge, they'll say like they'll know Metallica. They might know like you know Slayer, Pantera, but if you ask them about a song, like give me a hard song, everyone goes "Drowning Pool Bodies." Bodies, I mean. It's like every football coach is like, "All right, guys, get pumped up," and everyone puts on the <laughs> bodies. You know, it's like, yeah, no, That's it's just kidding. like such an iconic song, man.
1: Right, right, and so that was just such a such a cool moment, you know. It was like
0: I didn't get a chance to go that night. I forgot what I had to do, but my boys went. My yeah. two sons got to go, yeah, and some of work. their crew, yeah, you are out there. I said, you guys are roadies, man. I said, I was, be like, you know, have them watch Wayne's World, you know, and <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. But it was like, uh, but they were there helping or whatever. But I was excited, so I was really watching it um, live. You know, people were going live, and people were showing it up on Facebook and stuff. And I, when I saw Dean up there, man, he had the hair down. He was, I was just like, man, I was so proud. Yeah. Because, you know, that's an iconic song, man. That's an iconic band um and our, lo- our local rockers you guys up there just doing it it was cool it was yeah, really cool
1: to see very cool feeling man and, and drowning pool was so cool man they're a bunch of cool guys
0: where are they from those guys do you know where they're from i don't even know where they're from are they still mm-hmm. California? i was
1: actually reading their reading their bio not too long ago but i'm not sure
0: nah a, well they're not repping it too hard then if we don't know hey <laughs> they're not from the revs though i know that man yeah no kidding so, that whole, uh, the image of Warpath, it's pretty, uh, you see all the the, uh, the merch you guys got. You guys got a lot of cool shirts. Um, you guys got the camouflage one I just saw. That's pretty tight, man. I'm going to get that as soon as possible. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that design, simple. Well, who drew that up?
1: I actually drew that. You drew uh, that? Okay. Not, not the one that's there now. Okay, but I, the concept. I had, yeah, I drew okay. the concept. I've been drawing that concept since I came up with the name Warpath. You okay. You know, I was... I was just like, dude, we're gonna call ourselves Warpath and be an all Native American metal band, you know? Even though we had a couple of guys that were like, you know, you know those white guys that hang around the res so long that they're in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a couple of those guys in the band at first. And then <laughs> and then, you know, they were too busy with like their, their careers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To where it finally worked out to where we had me, Dean, Harrison, Johnny Osuna at the time, yeah, and Jason Wolf from uh, uh La Jolla. Okay. And then uh, we replaced Jason with Danny okay over in Barona and then Johnny left the band so now it's just us four okay but um, yeah dude it's it's um, it's been quite quite the journey but I mean back in the day when I first thought of that name which was like 2013 2014 or something like that my notebooks at school were just littered with that, <laughs> that logo. he's okay? drawn
0: it over and over like,
1: that's gonna be Logo and, and, and it
0: happened. When I was a kid, I used to draw the stussy design. You know, you put the little lines and you make it into yep. like a diamond. Until, you don't even turn it turns into an S. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you do a little crown on it. You were doing the Warpath. <laughs> I uh-huh. was doing
1: stussy No, uh-huh. with that in the middle. And you never, <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You never wanted to do, uh you never wanted, you never got into like res rap? You know how to do the rap thing?
1: Was that just uh, not your genre? No, it, 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 like, it never really was. I mean, I kind of got into some of it just to like, I don't know. Fit in a little bit, I guess, because everybody else was listening. Yeah, to it it's like so prevalent,
0: man. You hear a of lot of hip hop, a lot of rap.
1: But I, I like a lot of the old, more old school stuff. I don't really like any of the new stuff that's coming out except for a couple artists. Okay. But um, as far as red, uh, res rap, you know, I know a couple of res, uh, res rappers that I would actually like to to feature on a Warpath track. At oh, some that would point be cool, man. You know, because uh, back in the day, Korn used to do that with like um, Ice Cube or Nas, you know. Uh-huh. And I kind of want to kind of bring that kind of style. You almost back. get like
0: a POD type of vibe almost, or something, or kind right? of kinda sort get like a flow, a yeah, yeah, nice yeah. flow in the. Yeah, totally That'd be cool. You know, and
1: uh...
0: you guys will be like Aerosmith and Run DMC. If anybody <laughs> yeah, remembers yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's some old school. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, uh, you have some people in mind then you think about doing that. That's cool.
1: I have a couple of people in mind. Okay. A couple of people that probably would say no now, but maybe say yes later, <laughs> you know, Yeah. like, uh, you know, who uh, Natani means is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that guy's pretty dope, man. I, I like a lot of his stuff. And if you were to feature on something like that, that'd be cool.
0: I think that'd be a good mix. Cause uh, you guys have a similar vibe and he's, he's from the res too, you know, he's yeah. from his res, obviously from the Dakotas, but I've met him a few times. Cool dude. He hangs out in LA sometimes. And, uh, He's a very personable dude. You can go talk to him, and he's just like another guy, you know, from the roads. And that's, I feel like people like that. You know, we have the ability just to kind of go talk to because that's we all come from the same kind of walk, you know, right, same right. type of mentality.
1: Yeah, I've been been approached. That's cool, like that, in the in the same sense, you know. Yeah, it's, it's cool, and uh, I I actually prefer that because I hate walking up to people, man. I'm I'm actually like super introverted, which is weird. Being, being a musician yeah you know but i just gotta like charge up my battery or something before i go out <laughs> but before the end of the night if, if like a lot of people like if it's a big show there's yeah. a lot of people i'll be like oh
0: god <laughs> well i mean you, you come from a res that's like way out there man like right. people don't know don't know like san isabel is in the mountains of san diego so people come to san diego if you're not familiar with san diego the, all of san diego county is you know native land but they pushed our people off the coastline, inland. So I live in a, like an hour from the beach, and then you live an hour from me. So realistically, an hour and a half solid from the beach to the mountains of San Isabel. You get out there, you got cowboys still, you got ranchers, you got. I mean, you're out there in the mountains. Most people wearing boots, you know. I mean, it's you're, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. When I went up there, like as a teenager. Um, Someone told me, like, oh, I know everybody up here. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. But After oh, yeah, going up true. there for a number of years, it's like, whoa, you really do know everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You go to the school and every all the kids there went to school. Like, my kids go to school up in uh-huh. the Warner Springs area. And it's like a lot of the kids there, their parents went to school with my wife. You know, like, they all know each other. And it's like, you really do know everybody. So to get off the mountain and go down to town, that's a little bit of a culture shock.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I do love living up there just for that exact reason. Mm. You know, it's peaceful. For the most part.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Good clean air up there too for sure. Yeah,
1: totally. And and if you want to even be more secluded, you just go up the mountain and it's like twice as beautiful and twice as peaceful.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most secluded spot in San Diego County, right? I mean there's not much more I mean, there's nothing around you. It's just right. you're just I mean, in nature.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. I love I love living there.
0: So where do you see all of this going one day? What's your angle? Do you have that even in mind? Is that well, are you just enjoying the ride? And
1: where you... I mean the thing is, I mean we're we're I mean, it's baby steps at this mm. point, you know, still. But bigger steps than we were, I mean, looking back at, like, what we were doing last year, two years ago, uh-huh. and, and what we're doing now, bounds, you know mm. what I mean, as far as uh, a metal band making a name for themselves, you know. We we have people that know of us at different places in the world, you know, New Zealand, UK, uh Couple different spots around the U.S. You know, California, Arizona, uh, Oklahoma, the East Coast.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, you guys were all the way in Washington last year, right? You guys went or was it Oregon. No,
1: we went up to uh, Portland.
0: Portland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember you guys were up there somewhere, going up north, and I was like, man, they're going way out of town to go play shows. And, and
1: everybody over there in Oregon, it it was a trip. I I don't really trip out too much anymore about playing in front of new crowds because, uh, you know. I know we play good music yeah and I know if if I at least leave it all out there on the stage then everybody out there should feel that energy so I don't I, don't, I try not to like get in my own head about you know going out on stage anymore sure. sometimes I do but not as often definitely not as often but um, Oregon was a prime example of that because man I was like we didn't have any music out at the time We were just touring up there, just basically just going off of an initial chunk of money that we had and selling t-shirts, and we're just going for it. Yeah. And we get up there to Oregon, and it's this uh, metal festival that our good friend, Dustin Rivera, he's actually from Pachanga, Okay. But has a house up there in Oregon. Uh, He put it together, and he had us headlining the second night, and nobody knows who's headlining the second night, because they know all these other bands come from around, from around oregon but not us they're just all who's Warpath. they're super curious which was actually really cool It kind of worked out for us yeah because we go up there and we show up on that bus that we got from our friend and everybody's like it kind of gave us this like i feel like it gave us like this larger than life presence going into it you know because I mean, everybody else. No, like, that
0: bus has a lot of character, dude. When you guys did the show for a Drowning Pool, my uh, boys got to ride in there, and I and they were taking you know there was pics. I was seeing pics uh, getting sent to me. And I was just like, dude, that is sick. You guys got your own travel bus now, right, man.
1: Right. So it was like kind of like like that. And first thing I heard when the doors opened, right when I step out, I heard somebody be like, that must be Warpath. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, it's the bus. Oh. All all my feelings of doubt were yeah. just gone, and I was yeah, I was the, rightfully so, man. Like. We sold, I think, over a thousand dollars in shirts before we even hit the stage. Wow, and that's cool. Yeah, they we were very well received over there in Oregon, and they definitely. I've always heard it's them.
0: a good scene out that way.
1: And they're cool people, man. They're okay. they're, they're actually very, uh, they're very kind. Oh, cool. Like up there, nobody, and, and it, I mean that's generally like the metal community. It's really funny because like a lot of people, they like don't know anything about metal or like rock. They like see them in, like they're. Yeah. Freaking battle jackets or like vests that have all the spikes or something on it, and then to be like, oh,
0: shit. well, movies like pop culture, they always have like the metal head all angry, like, oh, right, you know? right,
1: right. But we're actually like just like, <laughs> super chill. Most of them out there, are freaking super stoned, yeah, like, couldn't even be mean if they wanted to. <laughs> the best metal scene of
0: all time's gotta be though. Uh, what is it, Ace Ventura? When their Cannibal Corpse is playing, and Ace Ventura rolls in, and he's just doing his little—excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, he's like looking for his buddy, and he's like, "Oh, he's in the back." He's like, "All right." You guys, like... <laughs> that's such a great scene. So, have you guys named your bus yet? You got a name for it? War wagon. The war wagon. Uh, oh, dude, that's good. Yeah, that's man. real cool. You guys should get like a like a uh, old war like a war club or battle axe as your shifter or something.
1: (laughs) Too bad it's automatic.
0: No, just get a little one on the side right here. It's a little. (laughs) (laughs) But don't let don't let the uh, don't let that fool you, okay? (laughs) So how many does that fit that thing?
1: Oh man, well legally, yeah, eleven, including the driver. Okay. Okay. because we got two bench seats that could each sit five, but yeah. we we're not gonna travel with any more than eleven. We generally travel because I mean, if you're traveling eleven, that's people sitting yeah seat yeah. There's no way to travel many many miles. It would be get very old very quick. Mm-hmm. We travel with I think we're looking at um, four band and four crew. Okay. So uh, we had three crew last year, and that was taking two trucks.
0: Yeah, that's good, man, because that's, that's, like, comfortable. You don't want to be relaxed, too, after but now, the show especially. Now we're in
1: the bus, so, yeah. I mean, we could fit three people on each bench okay. seat, and then uh, there's all that floor space in the middle and stuff. There's tons of floor space, so we could either bolt down a chair or something like that. Nah,
0: man, that's the, that's the just-in-case area, just in case someone needs to just lay it down, put them to sleep. he's well, done. check it out. We have uh, <laughs> we got to get them home.
1: The floor space in the middle, it's actually sick because the, okay. the this bus, it doesn't have the forward-facing upright seats. It has bench seats oh. on the side and on the back. So all the floor space in it's the kinda middle. It's kind of like shuttle style then, yeah. right? Nice. Yeah. Uh, the floor space in the middle is big enough to fit two air mattresses. Oh, nice. So we're, we're comfortable as hell, dude. And then I also built three bunks. Uh-huh so we can actually sleep everybody in there you
0: know that's cool because you know you guys hit up i know you guys play all over i've seen you guys in like you guys gone to la you guys in san diego You has gone to local spots big venues you guys gone. i mean and then you know you guys play on the res you guys go all over so it allows you guys to be able to go anywhere you know and if there's not yeah, hotels it, nearby or there's not accommodations you guys can kind of get through crash out. We, crash that's, out. that's
1: what we did in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, uh, Danny just went ahead. He uh, gets a room comped every year at the MGM. There you go. Of, from Verona. So he was like, bone in my room. <laughs> but I was so tired after the show that I actually just crashed out on the bus. And me, Dean, uh, and the roadies all crashed out on the bus. And it was
0: totally fine. It's totally cool, right? And I think that's the thing people don't realize sometimes. They just see someone on stage and they just assume like, oh, they must all have like you know the luxury penthouse you know nearby or you know they don't think like these are real people you know what i mean this is their this is their job maybe or this you know who knows what they're going to just to get on stage you know they're not just putting their time to do the music but putting the financial resources and the time resources to to make it happen so they can rock the house so you guys get to stage and people are sitting there not wanting to fill it. It's like, nah, man. We put everything we have just to be here. Come and feel the vibe and let's rock, right?
1: Yeah, we, we gotta cast the first uh, cast the first stone, so to speak, as far mm-hmm. as getting the energy bouncing back and forth. Because it's really like a it's really like a cycle, you know. I okay. Mean, uh, if if the crowd doesn't matter how many people are there. If you go out there and you're just standing straight up and down and just playing the music mm-hmm. and you're not like. Getting that emotion out there, they're not gonna feel it. They're probably just gonna stand there and watch you play, you know. But if you are freaking thrashing your head around and just going nuts, somebody just, catch me. They're just gonna <laughs> no. see you and just be like, just this guy's energy is just so crazy. They're gonna feel that, and that's that's when they start moshing and stuff like that, you know. And once that's done, then they're moshing. You know, their energy's bouncing off of each other, you sure. Know? And then we just got to keep playing a good show.
0: So a while back was my uh my wife's birthday and you guys were playing up uh, I think it was natural selection that natural night selection, you okay. guys were playing up at in at the brewery in Julian man hey man Forever Baileys Forever Baileys <laughs> it, that place was you guys had that place rocking that place was bumping and uh my wife's a big Journey fan and you guys didn't even have that on the roster that song but my sister in law went in there and hit you guys up to play that song and you guys killed it, man. Thank so you, shout man. out to Natural Selection and that crew and you and you, man, you would kill that song, man. Thank I went and took my lady out and danced and it like it made the whole night for us because you know, we go out, we went out to hear natural selection, have a good time and and all of that. And and we did all of that. But that song was so special to her that yeah, the that journey a song. song. And we went out and, and danced and it was cool. And then you guys killed it, and then afterwards, um, Nicole, her sister, was telling me like they didn't even, they weren't even gonna sing that. Like, that's not a song they sing. Like, I hit them up earlier and they just, they got it together for tonight. I was super impressed, man. That yeah. not like you guys, that not like it was on your ledger, man.
1: Oh, thanks, bro. That sounded good. Yeah, no, I, I seriously was just like there, like, kids were all screaming around. I'm like, shut up, We're gonna learn this song <laughs> for the show tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, Journey's pretty, like, opposite to, like, Warpath type stuff, man. So, you do it, it all.
1: The, that's the beauty of it, though. You know what I mean? Like, music it really is not that different. Music is a universal language. You just have to listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like take it for what it is and not necessarily like have any real like thoughts going into it because you might just over-criticize it. But I mean, I love all that stuff, man. Like what kind of started me on like the rock like path probably was like Queen, you know? Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. And you know, it's the... So you know who
0: Queen was before the movie? Nah, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you know... Something you really wouldn't guess. You know that show Metalocalypse? Like Death Clock? It was on Adult Swim? Yeah, yeah, okay, Adult Swim. So all the guitar stuff, the guitar guy, the person who's playing guitar, one of his main influences is Brian May from Queen.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't know and, why that's a surprise to me, but I guess that makes sense.
1: Right, no, but I mean, you but, listen you listen back to it and you like listen to the style and all the harmonies and I'm like, God is one of his main influences. Really, is Brian May? You know
0: that makes sense because it's such a big sound those guys had. They really did a big sound. That was yeah.
1: So, I mean, that that's the whole thing. I mean, and listening to bands like Journey or like Boston or just like Def Leppard and all these other bands from around this like any era, you know that's what I love about playing a natural selection. You know, you don't know what I might take from the most unlikely of places Mm -hmm. as inspiration and put into like something of my own, you know, kind of channel it that way. Like, um, shoot, I might take a CCR song or something Mm -hmm. like that and like kind of portray it differently or have it just sitting in the back of my mind. You know, a lot of the times I'll write something and subconscious, like subconsciously write something and then later be like, listen to the song that I was inspired by and be like, Hmm, that totally came from that song. <laughs> Hope it's not too close. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, if not, the digital uh, will pick it up. Huh? It'll say. Yeah, so,
1: no
0: what what other uh, influences have you had? You said Queen. Is there any other that stick out? I mean, I, I uh, mean as far as guitar, your volume is pretty. Th- I know you listen to a lot of music, man. But what are the music, big man, ones that stand out?
1: Uh, as far as guitar, the the band that made me want to play guitar, <laughs> the band that made me want to play guitar was actually when I got a birthday present. From uh, my mom, that was an ACDC. Uh, it was the DVD and, and CD set for Plug Me In, ACDC Plug Me In. It was the oh, okay. DVD set, live okay. DVD. And just watching Angus Young just rip it on the guitar, just up there on the stage, I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to I wanna play guitar. <laughs> it's crazy
0: that that dude could do that and then do his little shuffle, his little dance, yeah. man. It always tripped me. And I know that was so iconic, but and I don't like think people realize how hard, yeah, not miss a note. Yeah. And not go blimp, blink, you know what I mean? Well dude, even smooth. me
1: moving around on stage. Man, like we'll listen to it sometimes, like after the fact, and I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like, well, I either move around and not play super clean or not move and play as clean as possible. Like you gotta have like a happy medium there. Yeah. But because
0: uh, it comes off cold if you don't move, right? It don't it comes off no emotion. Yeah,
1: it's just I mean if we just don't move there, I mean nobody's gonna wanna move for, move back. As that's what well, I was like talking about earlier, you know. Yeah. But uh, if you're moving around too much, and getting too crazy, you're gonna miss a lot of notes, especially with the stuff we play in Warpath. It's like not just like hitting a chord over and over again. Yeah. It's like all this crazy stuff. stuff all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: what's what's your favorite uh, rocker movie, man? Mm-hmm. Talking about missing beats, I was thinking of that movie uh, Airhead. <laughs> uh, do, do you ever see that one? But do you guys do?
1: Thing, man, I I know I've watched Rockstar yeah. about a billion times. Yeah, that's a good one. Mark Wahlberg uh the wayne's worlds you ever watch the old wayne's worlds man those are great um what else oh shoot i had one in my head i totally had another one in my head
0: every time every time Detroit i think rock city Detroit rock city that's a good that one movie. yeah because <laughs> uh, you know what we can all kind of identify with that like being oh, yeah. young and wanting to go see a concert you know go see a totally. show and,
1: and just going through hell yeah just just whatever it takes get there, to get whatever there. there whatever it takes
0: not knowing if you're going to get back, you know, and go scope it.
1: No kidding.
0: It's crazy to think that, you know, maybe you don't think about this, but like um, there's people that are doing that for your show now, you know? I know like my boys, they wanted to go Actually, see one of your shows. To no, my boys <laughs> wanted to go see one of your shows, them and their cousins and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, we got something to do. So we're trying to hook up ways for them to get to the show and, you know, we're like cramming in a car, dropping them off, and we didn't know how they're going to get home. I mean, obviously, I would have went and got them, but they, in their, their mind, they're like, they're just finding a way to get there, to make it happen, to go have the so fun. Awesome, and like, So people are doing that to your shows now.
1: Oh, uh, almost brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how do you take care of yourself, man? It's a, it's a long road. You know, you guys got concerts. I know you guys go on stage sometimes late, and you're there late, and you got to get it. You know, you got things in your own personal life. You guys are all busy. How do you take care of yourself health-wise and And all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, as far as, like, singing show to show, it definitely can take its toll, especially if you don't properly, like, take care of your voice. Mm -hmm. Like, say you just, like, the hardest part is when we have a tour and no supporting bands to, like, help us out. So we'll have to cover a night and play, like, two and a half hours of metal. Oh, wow. And I'll be singing the whole time. And it's just brutal. And maybe the first night might not be too bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll probably feel it toward the end there, but... It won't. It won't kill me. Second night, all right. Third night, ooh, I'll be hurting if I'm not taking care of myself. Uh-huh. You know, so
0: yeah. Your people don't think of your voice as a muscle, but it is. It's a true muscle, and it'll no fatigue, and you can wear it out, and you can kind biggest, of damage it biggest too. Biggest
1: thing, I mean, it's, it's like the hardest thing too. Like, it's like try not, try not to drink on the road. You know, and like, that's like probably one of the biggest things that'll damage it. And then like you know stuff like not hydrating and Mm -hmm. not breathing correctly and you, like actually just bought this DVD because I'm I'm not one to like think I like already like I can already sing metal I don't need to learn anything else Mm -hmm. you know I'm always learning and always trying to learn more with guitar and singing or anything else so I bought uh, I actually got this DVD from Harrison he got the two sets he kept DVD number one I got DVD number two it's called the Zen of Screaming. And it's from this vocal coach that coached all kinds of uh, metal singers like Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. And uh, I think I saw Tommy Vex on there and just all kinds of these artists that, and you know, she's just basically going through like, I knew a lot of that stuff. And then a lot of the stuff I wasn't really like mindful of like, you know, uh, like certain breathing and stuff like that. Like when you take a breath in to like scream, you don't want to be breathing you don't you don't want your shoulders to be moving at all you mm-hmm. want to be breathing from here in your diaphragm you know yeah. and i generally do that starting out but what damaged my voice when doing long shows is i'd run out of gas and be just just like sucking up air and that's that's not what you want to be doing you want yeah. to be trying to keep it pretty level you know don't be trying to move around and sing you know uh Basically, get to where you're going, stand, deliver, get to where you're going, stand, deliver. You don't want to be moving around and singing because then you're going to run out of breath and then you're going to be straining yourself trying to be gasping for air.
0: And I'm sure like nobody in the audience thinks of any of this stuff, but I mean, that's that's the work that you put in the dedication. That's the train. It's like training yourself to do that, to be able to sing strong like that night after night. I
1: always just want to just. Even and especially for the people that have been with us since day one, I don't want our stuff to be like stagnant or like get boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want each show to try to try to try to have a better show than the last one. Yeah. You know, it, it, and sometimes you know I'd be like sick or something, and, and I'm really worried about it because like, you know, I, I really take it seriously. Yeah, of course. Sure. You know, so. Um, well,
0: that's crazy because like like a lot of stuff you're talking about, I think about it as a singer. Also, I don't. I don't sing the same kind of stuff. I sing traditional songs, or bird songs, but uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the things you got to do for your voice are the same. You know, you got to try to rest up. You got to try to you know um, your breathing is so huge. We don't realize how important breathing is. I know a lot of cultures they say like that first that first breath you know of a child or an infant it comes right from the the core. Like it's so powerful that, and you know there's um, some people have said that that's where like most languages. That's why you have halka or hello or whole lot like you know, like there's that huh in there in the greeting because the original life greeting that we give to one another is like that sound effect of the huh, you know, and it's uh it's such a powerful thing, you know. I know like for Kumiai people we always talk about the meaning of halka is like the the fire within you or the energy it's in you, you you kind of breathe it out that huh, you know, and it comes from your core. It comes from the center. Like that's where your power is at. And I know like uh there's a lot of cultures I've come across people where they talk about like life and energy and your power, your true like your true ump mm-hmm. coming from that core. And so you, you tap into that and you start singing. It's not cerebral. It's not up here. It's like literally like from your heart and from your what's right. in, what makes you as a human being. And I know when I sing bird, like it's kind of like you almost go to overdrive where you kind of click out of what's going on around and you're just kind of tuned in and you're just singing and it's just going. Because if I do sing from up here, I know I'll run out of juice. 10 minutes in, 20 oh, yeah. minutes in, I run out, you know, and, and I start overthinking stuff. But the moment you kind of get comfortable and you start breathing from the core and it, it just it channels out. For me, I, I could have a hurt foot. I don't my foot feels fine. I could be tired, I feel alert. My arm could hurt, it feels good. My voice could be tired and it'll just like warm up and it'll just go now when I'm done singing, then it's just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm warped again. I'm tired. And it sounds like the same kind of thing, it's man, just pushing it out that. like that. It's funny
1: that you mentioned that because that was also in the in that video that I got okay. that I wasn't exactly mindful of. I didn't think about it in that way like, ever. But um, what she also mentioned was like don't focus on like don't like, try to think too much on like how you're sounding, mm-hmm. you know, just let it be like just sound that way because that's the way you sound. That That's you you know and you're bringing it from here and you're projecting that that's you don't try to sound like anybody else don't try to like focus or change too much or like stress about how it's sounding just deliver it as you sure and i was like okay i'll try to keep that in mind and it's totally it's like, totally changed the game you know even recently i only got that dvd like a month ago or 2 mm-hmm. months ago i think but now every show, like if I'm starting to feel like that like, Oh, I gotta gas for air, it's just like, nah oh, man, just just like you got this just breathe from here you know kind
0: of chill and take a, uh, a breath huh? chill pill yeah no
1: kidding like don't don't worry about like running out of air
0: but i think i think a lot of new singers and it don't matter what genre they do that they have like a somebody that they really like or aspire to be or that you know that motivate them to sing oh, totally. whether they're famous or a friend and then they want to just kind of mimic them no. and i think it's a very like you have a lot of safety and just mimicking and like i kind of sound like this person i want to be that person and then as they start to go down that road they find out who they are and that's truly empowering and then it's like then they can kind of follow that path and find their own voice. A
1: lot of vocalists including myself you've been I, down that road you know because huh? you know, it's like Slipknot, man I wanted to sound like Slipknot. yeah who I don't doesn't want it to sound like corn or something you know and so I or uh, Atreyu you back in the day I mean, yeah. you know, was like one of my main bands but um, I would like seriously just crank them up on my little radio that had an Oxford on it and, and the CD player and stuff. So I would just... People listening are like, CDs, what's just, that? And I'd be, like, trying to, like, scream along in any way that I, like, could. And I was like, damn, that hurts. I got to find a way that doesn't hurt because it shouldn't hurt. Yeah. Right? And, and I did. Eventually, it took took a while. But, um, and then, you know, I was, like, trying to, like, think of, like, you know, like, all right, it's sound like Slipknot. Let's try to sound like Slipknot. And then it just wasn't working. And I was like, well, why is that? Well, it's because I'm... You're not I'm Slipknot. You're <laughs> your slipknot. own person. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm me. So uh eventually i like let that go and then as far as like when we do covers and stuff i don't try to like nail it like right on but i know what like technique or something that they're using and i try to use the same technique so it, it sounds the same in that sense yeah but i'm not trying to like I'm not trying to be like that new singer for Journey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, you, you see people like wreck their voices doing that stuff. though They totally. truly do. They come out and they, they're they solid for four or five years and then they're done. And you go like, what happened to that dude? And it's like, oh, well, they had to have throat surgery. They had to have, you know, it's because they just wrecked their voice. And it's, it's sad because, you know, some of these guys could probably have some really solid vocals if they were just found themselves a little earlier. But they just, they went down that road and their voices just shot out. I, I see it. I even see it with traditional singing even sometimes. People... Or they'll want to jump around for me. you know, I used to sing powwow singing at one point, you know, and we sing northern, it's really high pitched. And, and then I would sing bird, and I was like, you can't do both. You have to kind of choose. One's really high pitched, one's a lot lower pitched. You can do both, but if you did that for a little bit of time, if I did that for a couple of years, I'd have I wouldn't be able to do either. So I had to kinda of choose. And for me, obviously bird is my life. So I chose that and stepped away from the, the powwow singing. And there's a couple other singers that I know did the same thing. They were powwow singing and doing bird, and they had to just stop the powwow singing because it's a whole different it's kind of like am i going to run distance or am i going to be a sprinter i mean you can kind of do both and dabble but if you really want to be focused in you got to do one or the other because it's just two different mechanics
1: right totally which is like obstacle uh as far as warpath because i do the clean and the Mm -hmm. the harsh vocals and and it takes some getting used to um for sure uh i feel actually more confident in the harsh vocals because um, they're just they're just easier to rely on, yeah. honestly. I mean, like, sometimes, like, we'll play a song where I have to hit, like, a really high note, you know, and some days I'm feeling it, and some days I'm not, you know, and some, like, always happens to be, like, around when I'm, like, sick, like, uh-huh. a good chunk of time around, like, when I'm sick before and after, you know. Sure. And, well, that lets you know how physical
0: the whole process, right? Yeah. Because if it wasn't physical, like you wouldn't even notice, you know, when you're weak and not weak. When you're right. strong, you're rocking. When you're not, it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do you totally. do you strengthen yourself? Like do you ever find yourself out? I mean, you're young, so you're not gonna get out of breath or nothing, but do you train? Do you jog for these kind of things? Do you work out? Like, what do you you're just young? No,
1: I should. I really yeah. should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, because we had Dean in here and he was all he was all hyped up because You know, he'd gotten a little thick, you know, as a lot of us native dudes do as you get older. But he had lost all that weight. And he was just like, man, I'm rocking. I'm feeling good. And I can breathe. I'm not out of breath anymore. And I could see it. And when I went and seen uh, you guys play, I could see him. I could see him. that He has the energy that that maybe he was kind of like, you know, not having as much of a couple years ago. Right. Um, But you did tell me you were eating good. What are you doing right now, man? What's your diet right now? Tell me about your diet.
1: So I actually just recently uh, started the keto diet. Just because I was starting to get big, like native guys do, <laughs> except I'm not even old enough to be getting big like that. So I was like, "Some something really needs to change." So I'm just gonna cut back on the carbs and the sugar for for a bit here and see how that goes. I'm also like lifting a little bit and stuff like that. You know, it's good, man. And, and it's good, and it's good. So what is the good.
0: keto though? Because like I get lost on that. Because I know there's like the there's the paleo diet. I know that's one thing. I want to say, like, uh, I get all mixed up. So the keto is the one with just mostly meat, right?
1: So it's meat, high fats, low carbs, or, or like, none if you can help it. Okay. Um, And uh, Because the carbs – I know the
0: carbs and the sugars, they sit, and if you – a lot of people make the mistake, like, well, I'm not eating a lot, but they're eating, like, a bag of chips. And it's like, well, first of all, there's no nutrients in that, so you're going to still be hungry. I have to tell teenagers that all the time. Well, I'm just gonna eat some chips. Like you're still gonna be hungry because you're not feeding yourself any kind of proteins or nutrients or vitamins. You're just it's filler food. And then it's like real, you know, it's fried, it's greasy, it's bad for all for you in all those ways. But um, but I know like if you have too much uh, carbohydrates and sugars, it settles and just turns into fat, right? Like it's you don't burn it off. It settles into fat. But the 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 meat that's a lot of protein. And
1: then if you do eat, you know, your carbs and stuff like that. Your body can burn those as mm-hmm. energy I and mean, carbohydrates. Sure, you know, they do. But if you cut them out as well as sugars and just eat high fat, uh, lots of protein, mm-hmm. you know, green vegetables and stuff like that, your body uh, should go into something called ketosis, and that will start burning your fat cells as energy instead. Okay. Your fat, your,
0: yeah. And I think like. Uh, Traditionally, I think our people probably, I don't know if they were always on ketosis, but I think they had probably a diet that was similar, you know, with close to that. She well, was I mean, here then... we
1: probably didn't have, you know, fried, all that fried goodness <laughs> <Right>? back then. <laughs> we were probably looking pretty good back then.
0: I mean, they were eating lean animals, man. They were eating deer and rabbit and snake and fish and all that stuff, you know. And they did have a lot of greens and stuff, but, but yeah, they weren't eating fried stuff and all the sugars we eat today, you know. Yeah,
1: man. You know, and if there were any sugars, it was in, you know, like berries and stuff like that like yeah we got choke cherries up there on the mountain and stuff yeah. like
0: that and shit <laughs> there, i just read something they said that those berries are good for you that they um they block certain kind of um of uh diseases and stuff that come into the body like they're a blocker of it which is really unique so they're doing a lot of studies on that but you just like yeah the stuff that's real nature native and like natural in our areas our people have been eating for so long you don't even realize how good they are for you, you know? Chia seeds. Our people ate chia seeds for, like, thousands of years, and then now you go down to these whole food places, and they're like, it's a superfood. It's chia. And it's like, chia? Like, that's what our people have been eating.
1: chia
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's literally what I do. When I walk in, I see that ch ch chia <laughs> But you see the old images of our people with the, you know, they got the basket out, they're hitting the bush, they're getting the seeds and stuff, and now, like, everybody who's trying to be healthy, you know, is putting them in their their drinks and their protein shakes and all these kind of things, and it's like, that's crazy man you know but it, the idea is you're just eating kind of clean and you're not eating all this processed stuff you just kind of eat like a a good chunk of meat i imagine huh that's what you're eating
1: yeah pretty much a lot lots of meat lots of eggs lots of protein yeah, yeah. i like
0: eggs for the digest for me to digest good man i never if i eat too much meat i feel like i'm kind of like i get bogged down with eating eggs i'm cool man i feel yeah, like i
1: can for sure Good way to start the day.
0: What's your one thing that you're missing? I know you got to be missing something. Oh,
1: dude, there's so many things. That are...
0: are people messing with you?
1: I, I swear they are. They swear they're <laughs> not, but I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> people are
0: terrible. are like, you know, I'm trying to better myself. I'm going to do a ketosis diet. Everyone's like, okay, we're going to get pizza or get lasagna. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: wait, what? Dude. Everyone like, will mess with you real quick. was it just recently? It was like scalloped potatoes. You know, you can't eat potatoes. Oh, man. I love potatoes. Yeah. I love all kinds of potatoes. Baked potatoes. Hash browns, I love hash browns. Ask my favorite waitress over at Denny's. I always actually just (laughs) take out something off of the slam. I'm like, put a double hash brown on there. (laughs) So now
0: you'd just be eating eggs and the sausage or bacon on pretty much. Yeah, eggs,
1: sausage, bacon. Uh, That's about
0: it. Are you going to try to do that for a long time, you think, or just until you totally wear out? I I I could
1: probably shed the pounds and, you know, and I'll probably try to keep eating healthy. I'll probably. I might I might not. I might bounce right back up. <laughs> That's because, honest, man. But uh you know cuz I just I just love all that freaking junk food. It's like my weakness. But, you know, if I do make a make a note to just try to stay away from it more and yeah. And basically just like eat less, do more. The other night, dude, like I was in the fridge, right? I just opened the fridge and then I'm just like, "Wait." And I look over at the clock on the stove and I'm like, I don't need to eat right now, man. <laughs> you know? And shoot, it didn't, it used to not matter, man. It used to like, be like two o'clock in the morning and just eat a bunch of carbs and then go to sleep. <laughs> you, know? you never
0: know though, man, like you say, you want to see where it goes. Like, um, Because New Year's, I'm always kind of like resolution time. People laugh at it. Oh, you're going to fall off. But it's kind of like, so what, man? You know, at least it's an attempt. You know, you never know. Like, I'm going to no fast food, no this, no that. I'm going to work out. And I usually hold on pretty good through January. Then come February, I start falling off. Uh, Five years ago, I gave up drinking soda, man. I haven't drinking a soda since. I have just my wife and I, I used to drink a six-pack for dinner. Like, we'd, I mean, I would drink so much soda. We'd have Dude. cases of it. I would just drink them. I love Coke on ice. Oh, I love going to the taco shop. I love getting the bottled Cokes, oh, the yeah. Mexican kind. Uh, oh, man. I, sugar. I would. Yeah, I would drink like like There's so much of is. it. I would drink probably a 12-pack a day of soda. And I realized that. And I wasn't drinking as much water and stuff. And I was trying to get healthy. And I, and I was running and all these kind of things. But I was drinking all the soda. And it just dawned on me, like, man, I ain't going to get nowhere doing this. So I, my wife and I were like, hey, let's let's just see if we can do no soda and that was five years ago, bro. Five years ago, we that's haven't great, been drinking man. soda. It's like, crazy. That, that's
1: a huge thing too, man. I was kind of in the same boat, man, because I was just like chugging sodas. There's another thing, like when the people are like messing with me. I swear to God, dude, I started this thing next day, twenty four pack of Dr Pepper, <laughs> and I was just like, "You guys want me to fail? <laughs> like, you know, but uh, yeah, that was like a real tough thing, and you don't realize it, you know, when you're drinking all that soda and stuff, yeah. like. You know, like I like think back, and I'm like, I'm really not drinking like any water at all. Yeah. You know, except for the the water that's like in the soda. You know,
0: you know what was a Which guilty it? thing or whatever it was like, like when I'd go sing, like soda does help your voice a little bit, kind of coats it. For me, it did. If I if, if it wasn't carbonate it, you know what I mean, like an orange soda or something like that, I would drink that, and man, I would feel pretty solid. Or Dr Pepper. So I actually but found a. I mean, I shot Jack. Hey. a Jack. <laughs>
1: Uh, but I actually found this uh, this this tea that kind of does that same thing. Okay. You use like this, like licorice root and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I've actually been drinking it for a while, but now it's actually like a good like uh, substitute as far as the singing goes because like, okay. I mean, I used to just drink soda all the time, but uh, I, I swear that that would feel like it was helping even though it's technically dehydrating you, which isn't good. It Was kind of more of like you're like, no,
0: there's ice cubes in it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does though, it dehydrates you. All that sugar pulls from you, right?
1: Yeah, but uh, it'd it, it feel better, yeah, you know. So, I, I get you on that, but uh, definitely found that the tea was a much healthier yeah. and actually a, a better alternative as, as far as singing goes.
0: Yeah, I've been, I, I do teas too, That that's what I actually supplement it with. Also, sometimes I'll throw a Halls in there. Which I ain't sick, but the Halls kind of does a little something in there. You know, it's a little coating. Or even any kind of candy, but the Halls kind of numbs it a little bit or whatever.
1: The Halls. Yeah, yeah, no, I used to get those and uh, get like the lemon honey ones. Yeah, yeah. I get those ones a lot.
0: Yeah, those are fire. You know, I always get worried because, like, all the sugar intake. Like, you know, diabetes is always hitting our people so much that me, like, I have family with diabetes. I've had family pass away from diabetes. So, for me, that was a big push to say no soda. I'm just going to – so, I was like, out of all the stuff, like, I like cookies. I'll eat a cookie. Like, I love chocolate chip cookies. But the soda, I was like, if I can get away from soda, it's a good start. I haven't really picked it up after that. Hey, but that's the – I haven't continued to not, you know, to cut things out of my diet as much, but, but I like that's my stronghold. No soda, you know what I mean. So it's I'm a gonna good try one, to,
1: man.
0: and you know if I, if I last, so it was a tough you know. one,
1: man. Like not everybody like thinks about it, but like you could, you could dust a six pack of soda, like oh yeah, easy, easy if that's your thing. The super big soda. gulps
0: is like a whole six pack of soda. You know, yeah. you see people just drinking those just things down, those. yeah, not
1: even thinking about it.
0: <laughs> and then there's like food like pizza loved it with soda roll tacos loved it with soda like there's a lot of things that are just like oh man it tastes better with a soda. big
1: gigantic <laughs> california burrito <laughs> the biggest with one soda. you could find like it, your spot it's not even the best tasting one, it's just the biggest one that you could eat <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is, is there uh you know we're talking about all this kind of stuff we talk about eating and, and uh whatnot when you travel man what's your go-to when you travel you guys do the fast food. I do when I travel. Do
1: when we travel, it's mostly fast food. Yeah,
0: it's hard not to get it to it, not
1: do that, right? It really is, man. Um, only other way that I could possibly think about getting around that, which I might try to like throw that like ballot in the box, like, hey guys, please help me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I work so hard. Is <laughs> uh, I mean, we could, we could actually eat cheaper for everybody because we're gonna be traveling eight people. Yeah. You know, we could actually just go into like a grocery store and yeah. get all the ingredients and bring like a little freaking uh, little propane bottle, little grill. Yeah,
0: barbecue man. Throw some chicken out there. Some well, yeah. they probably don't got pollo asada anywhere outside of California or Kearney, but
1: no. Actually, I'm super surprised, man. I... It's
0: probably whack if they do. No. No,
1: that was <laughs> a, that's what I said. Man. Oh really? And one of my one of our road crew was just all like, "That's not that's not necessarily true." And I'm all like. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ain't going to have <laughs> right it. Away, yeah. I'm all like, come on, man. The farther away you get from Mexico, yeah. the shittier the Mexican food gets. He's all like, okay, you want to bet? All right, check it out. So we went up to this place. It was, uh, where was it? Red Bluff, California. Okay. So like.
0: I've been through there years yeah,
1: ago. Yeah. So we went up there and there was this Mexican food place. And I was like, let me get the albondigas because I wanted some soup. And uh, yeah, it was good.
0: It was really good. That's That's random. I know this though. If you go to central the central of the country, like the center part of the country, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Wyoming, it it doesn't hold up there. Taco Bell. You know what they got? They got a place called Taco John. And it's like, like, yeah, that's what I said. Well, Taco John. And you go through, and it's not even Taco Bell level. I was oh my! Like, they got a Taco Bell around here. Like this is terrible. But they, those people think that's Mexican food. You
1: hear a, fr- and you are like Taco a- John, dude. And I was like, this is not Mexican food, dude. I you, know what you this hear is. a dog yelp in the back.
0: <laughs> I don't even. You know, I would rather eat dog. You know what I mean? To be honest, with you? Like, you
1: the, here's a processing machine. Just... I don't know
0: what it is, dude. It's like, God. it's just Taco really low. John. Like some people have the debate, what's better, Taco Bell or Del Taco? All I know is, De- is Taco John is below both of those, bro. Like it was just, but it was just trippy because like I was talking to people out there, and I was like, "Hey, you guys got Taco John? Oh yeah, you know it's Mexican food." And it's like some of them know that that's not good Mexican food, but they don't really, they've never really experienced a lot of real Mexican food to know how bad that is. Like that, it's just like atrocious that they even Man, call could you that Mexican imagine food. Mexico should sue them. They should say, "Don't be calling that Mexican food."
1: <laughs> could you imagine if like I hope those guys don't find me and
0: sue me. By the way, but. No I'm kidding. only kidding, uh, Taco John owners, I'm only kidding, you know. It's terrible. Know. <laughs> Some random person watching this.
1: Could you imagine if you, like, opened up like an authentic Mexican food place in one of those areas that doesn't have, like, shit for Mexican food?
0: You'd kill racism.
1: I think so. <laughs> I think that would happen.
0: All those red states that turn blue, they'd be like, hey, can, we don't need Trump's wall, you know, we can, uh, can we have more tacos?
1: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> If I would have had this lot earlier, yeah, but I, I would say the supply. <laughs> the red hat
0: comes off. Would yeah. meet
1: the demand yeah. if they were to come over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, but th- you know, there's like, yeah, they don't know what Mexican food is out that way, man. It's crazy. But you know, a lot of those small towns you go through, they're rural, rural. You know, and they have like a, a Walmart or they have a gas station. They have like a uh, like a Taco John, maybe yeah. Taco Bell. They have like they might have like a um, a Subway. And then like a burger spot, you know, they might have, they don't call them Carl's Jr. They call them Hardee's, you know? Yeah. Um, Or they have like a McDonald's or something. It's like not a lot of spots, you know? We take it for granted that SoCal, San Diego, we got whatever you want, man. Anything you want. You can have, I mean, it's like you want want San Diego Mexican food or do you want Mexico Mexican food? Or do you want like Uh, Tejano, you know? And it's like people don't even realize there are different Mexican foods, you know? Me, I like it all. I'm a San Diego taco shop. That's my thing. I like San Diego taco shops, you know? Yeah, me too. Some people get all like, you're not supposed to put uh, cheese in your taco. I'm like, man, I'll put anything in the taco. What are you talking about? You must
1: have never seen an Indian taco before. You'd be blown away.
0: That's Native American taco serve. No, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll
1: call it what I want, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but, you know, traveling uh, with the, the crew, you guys might want to think about doing the old baloney and cheese routine, man. Here's the technique that I learned from my wife. You can tell she comes from a big family. You can tell she's a she Native woman. She knows what's up. Take all the bread out the loaf. You make your sandwiches, and you put it right back in the loaf. You twist it up, and then they're ready to go. They're yes, already sir. made. I was like, I seen her first do that. I was like, holy smokes, dude. That's I how you really do it. I didn't realize MacGyver was your dad. Dude, you know every I mean?
1: time. Like I le- I learned that a long time ago. Did you? I don't were, know how I missed that. When we were going to, like on trips like with the program. Yeah. Like uh, we would That uh, so must be an beach.
0: SY thing I guess then okay. <laughs> must be
1: because they pull out the you know and this is like when I first learned it, and I thought it was just, like a loaf of bread but <laughs> it was like a <laughs> it was like a magic trick, man. When they reach into the bread and then they pull out a whole sandwich and then another <laughs> sandwich and another sandwich. Oh my you can do that. <laughs> they just had it there in the, in the ice chest yeah. and they just pulled it out. They're just pulling out sandwiches out of this, this bread bag. Oh, it was <laughs> magic, man. I've never seen anything more beautiful.
0: That's literally what I thought too. I was like, well, shouldn't it not fit like in the bag, but it's, it does, you know, yeah. I don't be squeezing in or what, but yeah, that's a good routine. I, we did that, uh, We actually went to, uh, my family went to Big Bear for uh, Christmas. I'd never been up there since I was a little kid and never stayed there or nothing, but we had the opportunity to go up there. It was beautiful up there, a lot of snow and whatnot. And uh, we were coming out of there after Christmas and the traffic was just, it was crazy. You know, it was just blizzard and everyone's going slow. You had to have chains on, I had to get the boys out there. We had to do the chain thing and everything. But it was like, oh, man, we should have got something to eat. You know what I mean? Like, no I started to get hungry because we were on the road. It's like about an hour and a half out. But it was taking us three hours. And I was like, I'm starving. And my wife's like, oh, I got gotcha. you. And she pulled out the magic bag of bologna and cheese, baby. And I was like, we were macking down. I was like, that was the best money and cheese I ever dude, had in my life, dude. You know how to trip someone <laughs>
1: out? You put that magic bag in like a normal like purse or something. They just start pulling <laughs> sandwiches out of like <laughs> chicks'
0: purse. <laughs> that might also be a res lady thing. I don't know, man. Start so pulling. You go to the movie theater and you're like, "I wish you got some popcorn." Oh, no, no, I got you. Here we go. We got some
1: popcorn. You want some candy bar? Coke and a whole hot dog.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, back in the day, I went to the movie theater with my sister, and my sister, she's she's from the res, man, and we, she had all my nephews and a bunch of it was like ten kids. And I was like the older kid. I was like maybe like freshman high school, and they're all young and stuff. We went in there and we sat down, and next thing you know, she opened up her purse and she had like McDonald's and tacos. I was like, when did you get all this food?"
1: That's how you do it. I was in there
0: watching the movie, eating a burrito. You know what I mean? She had like drinks, pulling them out. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, man!" But that's how you do it when you're balling on a budget. You know what I mean? Old school style, old ways.
1: Oh man, dude! Like, it's it's like it's too easy. Why would you just pay for the theater food when they got that ninety nine cent store right yeah. next door? <laughs> you get all that candy. For way cheaper, and then just go in. You just have to go with somebody who has a person. So you get a box. Like, don't want to spend
0: a dollar on that, or don't want to go in there and buy the same box for like $10. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and one time I went in there, and, uh, and uh, you know, they have the box candies in the boxes. I had it in my my back pocket. I had a couple in my back pocket, and I was walking in, and you can just hear it shaking. She goes, shaking and bringing it in. <laughs> so I'll start pick up a real loud conversation with the kids, and they don't... They don't, you know, know what's up, um, and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, but. your
1: only hope at that point, you know, if security were to get mm-hmm. you and be like, "What's this? <laughs> She's grabbing my ass!" <laughs> Start yelling, and making the scene.
0: But you know, that's all part of the road, man. You know, like I said, people don't really realize all that goes into that. They don't realize, you know, sometimes you guys aren't making money off that. You know, sometimes, you know, if they buy a shirt for me, like I like to buy a shirt from bands that I like. You know, from the the road crew. You know, like you guys are playing, if I can get a shirt. I'll get it because i know that helps you guys you know for sure. and i think people maybe don't think about that you know like especially to get a good deal and on then tickets, you get some you know? people
1: that do and it's yeah. actually really cool and they'll actually kick down just for that reason
0: so shout out to everybody buying shirts man and buying merch and stuff you know it's it's not just about you looking good when you're you know cruising around but it's also you're helping the band you're directly helping the guys to get to the next gig and to right. keep that thing rolling if you love the music you like the vibe you know um especially some of the bands that are just coming out man it's a huge thing just to go buy a shirt and you're like directly helping those guys out you know because everybody kind of wants to come up everyone wants to hey cuz can i get free tickets hey you know but it's like if you really want to support them at some point, you know, try to buy some gear, try to buy some tickets, you know, uh-huh. support. show up. You know what I mean? we got to support each other. Right. And uh, I think that's real powerful. Well, um, what do You guys got, uh, what's your tentative plan for the rest of the year, man? What do you guys focus on? You guys trying to go do the big travel thing? Are you guys going to try to write? What are you guys going to do? You guys both, try to, actually, we're, we're trying you to, studio time, what do you do? We're
1: trying to expand our, our fan pool. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of requests to play at these places, but we need to get out there and play. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as we're gonna be trying to work on a second album uh, during this year. we're doing a lot of writing uh, a lot of trial and error process we're trying to figure out a way to write uh, more effectively as, as a unit Yeah. you know cause with the first album stuff a lot of it was I would come up with a riff and be pretty set on it and we would just write around that but a lot of people want their two cents in the songs too and I get that totally 100% so well, yeah. you know we're uh we're doing all that so
0: nice man that's cool so let's throw the plug out again man let's not forget right. warpath Nation do your thing
1: warpathnation.com check go. out all of our social media from that site it's uh well it's pretty much all on there we're gonna be updating it here soon which should throw a lot of stuff up there check out our YouTube it's all under the same thing but if you go to the website www.warpathnation.com you can check it all out thank you very much.
0: Right on, man. And with that, I want to say thank you for coming out. Being here tonight, man. Live from the Res, Mr. Perez in the house. Warpath Nation. Holla. Super proud.